Hello friends, as you can probably tell, I have a bad throat. I can't really record anything new today, so I'm going to share with you a repeat. But I believe it will be a blessing to you, so thank you for listening and thank you for your prayers. Hello, this is Dan Jones here to share a quiet talk with you that I hope will encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Some of us have great weaknesses. We have temptations that we fight, but we are repeatedly defeated. I have struggled in my life with sin. As a young fellow, I fought against my weakness but was defeated over and over again. There were times I cried out to God and said, why do I have to be like this? I don't want to fail in this way. There are often things in our lives that we struggle with for many years. We get tired, but we must never give in. We have to keep fighting, and we must fight not in our own strength, but in the strength of the Lord. In Christ, we can have victory. Romans 6.14 promises that sin shall not have dominion over us. We overcome through grace, but that doesn't mean we won't struggle. I did a quiet talk last October called Daily Victory. After you finish this one, you might want to give it a listen. It gives practical steps on how to experience that overcoming power of Jesus in your daily life. While at times I have looked at people who don't seem to struggle like me and wished I could be like them, the fact remains that I am who I am. Now, God didn't will me to have the weakness that I have. God is not the author of sin. When God told Adam and Eve not to eat from that tree, that's exactly what he meant. He didn't say, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but secretly he was thinking to himself, but I'm going to make you do it anyway. I can't imagine how anybody could think that God is like that. He isn't like that. If I tell my little boy to stay out of the street, that's exactly what I want him to do. I don't have a secret purpose for him to go out in the street and get hit by a car. And I am certainly not more benevolent than God. He said of the sin of the people of Israel in Jeremiah 32, 35, that not only did he not command these abominations, but God said... It never entered my mind to cause the people to do these unthinkable things. I don't think we can ever fully understand why our lives turn out the way they do, at least not in this world. But what we can know is that God wants the best for us, and he doesn't want us to learn about sin by experiencing it and tasting the awful consequences. He would rather us listen to his word and avoid the heartache. But we don't do that, unfortunately. At least I have it in my life. So what should our attitude be toward this? I could blame God or blame others for my weaknesses, or I could just get totally defeated and give up on this thing of trying to be all out for Jesus. But there is another way. Before I go into how we should think of our own personal weaknesses, I want you to see a bigger picture. 
We humans like demonstrations of power and strength. We love watching movies where, in the end, the bad guys really take it on the chin. We like seeing the ones who have been mean and nasty all through the picture finally get all smashed up by the good guys. We laugh and cheer watching the people we hate getting what's coming to them. The Bible, especially the Old Testament, is full of stories of war and conflict. When God's people obeyed him, he gave them victory over their enemies. Sometimes he helped them win in normal kinds of ways, and sometimes he did dramatic things to defeat their foes while they just watched. The Red Sea is the classic along these lines. But far above all these stories of earthly conflict and victory is the cosmic war of the ages. The ultimate war is the war between God and the forces of evil headed up by Satan. How did God execute this cosmic campaign? Not like we would have done, that's for sure. There is sort of a hint in the very beginning when God called Adam and Eve and the serpent to account In the Garden of Eden, after Adam and Eve sinned, he said to the snake, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. I don't have time to go into this in detail, but it's clear that the offspring of the woman is Jesus, who came into the world to destroy the works of the devil, according to 1 John 3, 8. How did he do it? Did he come down with a huge hammer and crush Satan that way? Did he use some heavenly cruise missiles to blow the devil to bits? No. He came into this world as a tiny infant, weak and totally vulnerable. This baby had to be protected by his parents. When Joseph took Mary and her child to Egypt, it was because he was really in mortal danger. This wasn't a play. God's son, the offspring of the woman, became one of us. He became a human with the same weaknesses that we all have. He needed food and clothing and shelter. He got tired and he was often tempted. Of course, unlike you and me, he never sinned. But that doesn't mean that temptation wasn't real. It just means he relied on the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome. And finally, he was crucified. There is no greater picture of absolute weakness than a crucified man, his hands and feet impaled on a wooden cross. He can't fight back with his hands, and he can't run away with his feet. He is totally overcome and defeated. And yet, it was this act of surrender to death that brought the victory for us. The Bible tells us that it was through the cross that God made a triumphant show of his cosmic enemies, those wicked principalities and powers in the heavenly realms. 2 Corinthians 13.4 says, For he was crucified in weakness, 
but lives by the power of God. The principle is clear. God uses our weakness to demonstrate His divine power. When I look back on my life, on my personal failures, on my sin, I find it hard to believe that God could ever use me. I'm too stained, too tainted. I am too weak. But God says to me, Dan, it is your very weakness that I use, because that way I will get the glory and not your human flesh. Or to put it precisely in biblical language, God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. Are you weak, my friend? Have you had a serious weakness in your life that you wish to God you'd never had? Then you are a prime candidate to be mightily used of God. Outside of Jesus Christ himself, I can't think of another human being that God has used in my life to help me, to give me faith and show me the way like the Apostle Paul. We glorify these great men of the past, but in their day, not everybody did. Paul himself confesses that he was a terrible public speaker. People said of Paul that his personal presence was weak and his way of speaking was contemptible. He was apparently not a handsome guy. He would have never made it on Christian television. He just didn't have that electric presence that some of these fancy guys have. And yet, I can't think of anybody in church history that God used in a greater way than Paul. God uses the weak. He even uses those considered contemptible. If you knew everything there was to know about me, most of you might just find me contemptible. Well, God knows everything there is to know about me. He even knows things about me that I don't know. And yet, somehow, he is able to use my life to help others. It's a mystery. But it's God's modus operandi. It's just the way he does things. God delights to take our weaknesses and use our lives as a platform to demonstrate his amazing power and grace. My friend, are you struggling with some weakness in your life? I urge you to go to Jesus and offer yourself just as you are to him. Say to him, Lord, I am so weak. I really don't feel that I have much to offer you, but in faith, I give myself to you completely. And I trust your amazing grace to use my weakness to demonstrate your divine power. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that your power is perfected in our weakness. Lord, would you encourage those listening to this talk, those who have been struggling with some weakness, it may not be a moral or a sinful weakness, but just a weakness, whatever it might be in their life, God, help them to see that their life can be the platform for the demonstration of God's power if they will but yield themselves, everything they are, including their weaknesses, to Jesus Christ. I pray you'll bless those who hear me today. Strengthen your church, O God. Build it up to be the lighthouse that Jesus wants it to be in his precious name. Amen. So my email address is father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.